You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's the weekend edition here, but Chris Meany, you kept the streak alive. The home run call, J.D. Martinez, yard. We highlighted him on the show yesterday as a must-start because he was so cheap. And I know he wasn't three home runs like Mookie Betts, but it was still a home run nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, we'll take it. We're not going to get too greedy here. I, I did say from a Twitter follower who reached out about the home run, I said, nice and early. Let's get another one. And we didn't get another one. But uh, yeah, Mookie went yard three times. And yeah, we've been talking about JD all week. So let's have four shows this week and four homers combined, Joe. So let's do it again this weekend. And just looking at the early pricing, again, there are three guys ahead of JD Martinez on the Boston Red Sox in terms of pricing up against another lefty today. Yeah. All right. Let's fly around yesterday real fast to uh, Justin Turner hit a go ahead home run. But man, oh, man, I was almost right about Annabelle Sanchez. Oh, it was you so pretty much close. were. He had a good start. I, mean, much were. I, I was yeah. right in fading Ryu, at least. And I was like, look, you know, it wasn't as bad, obviously, but so, so close to him beating him. It's stupid. Nats bullpen was so bad. They always ruin everything. Uh, you know, going through here, we already talked about obviously how bad yesterday we talked about James Paxton, how you just got, he's just awful. And uh, there's another awful start. That ERA goes up to 472. Just not the guy that they thought they were getting. And it's been dreadful. Uh, we're continuing on, Zach Wheeler was good. He got the W. That's what you want. We talked about him being a really good return on investment in terms of price. He was in the 9K range. And that would be a good investment. Your boy, Michael Pineda, got the W as well. So Chris Meaden, all over that. You're right. Good matchup. Consistent. You talk me into it. I listened. I even put it in my TQE piece because you're so smart. And uh, I went along with you there. And uh, what else did we get? Well, we got Lance Lynn getting the W as well. Yeah, Willie Lance Calhoun Lynn was back good. The dinger. Yeah. yeah and Willie Calhoun. Willie Calhoun back. It is good. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably here to stay for the rest of the season. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Texas, I know they've won a couple games now when you, and you know, you win the first two games against Oakland, the team you're catching, maybe they decide that they're not going to trade a guy like Mazzara away, but you know, people in Texas do feel like he's gone. And with Joey Gallo sideline for the next few weeks, maybe the rest of the season, I think we'll see Willie Calhoun the rest of the way. He was very, very cheap. Um, we didn't get the win from Granky at the end. The Arizona bullpen gave it no, up um, a little bit of. Uh, Casey yeah. didn't get a W either, and we and were he kinda, was strong. We were, yeah. we were fading him, but he was strong. But no W for strong. him. So you know the okay. one guy that I was impressed with, and I'll keep an eye on going forward again is uh, your Quiddy. I mean, he went six innings, six K in St. Louis. Only four hits allowed. He was $5,000 yesterday. You know, didn't get the W, but um, somebody to keep an eye on going forward. I mean, just to get a pitcher from the Astros. Now, they didn't get the win, but to get a pitcher from the Astros who keeps the ball on the ground, most times going to get the run support. Probably going to be around that six dollars $7,000 range tops in his next start. Mm-hmm. So I think he's someone to think about. All right, let's move on. It's a new day. Yes, it is. It's a new weekend. So Chris Meany and I are going to break it down for you. And let's start with the 1 o'clock games because – Look, Chris Meany, uh, and I'm going to call you by your full name all day today for some reason. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but we've got <laughs> in the afternoon start. We've got uh, Andrew Kittredge and Ryan Barucki. We've got Clayton Kershaw and Joe Ross. We got Sabathia and Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, then you got Tyler Alexander, Marco Gonzalez. Look, we can rattle through. Look, to me, it's very simple. It's Clayton Kershaw. It's cash. That's it. I don't trust any of these other guys. 
even Eduardo Rodriguez against the Yankees. I don't, I don't trust him. I know he's had some good starts against them, but this is going to be one of these wacky series. You could just feel it in the air. That's what's happening. So to me, it's a no brainer here. You go that way. That's it. That's the only route you take. And I'm, I don't know, man, like in, in terms of offense, too, there's gonna be so much offense. It makes it difficult. So I kind of fade the afternoon altogether, to tell you the truth. How yeah. do you look at this? Yeah, I don't like it at all. I mean, uh, there's there's not a whole lot to like in the afternoon. You're right. Like it's Kershaw. And, and then what do you do? I, I know you're you're talking Jays this weekend has value bats. Maybe that's the way you go. Kershaw and Jays. I mean, or, or you have to I don't even want to tell people to go down to the Boston C- or the Detroit Seattle game because have no no faith in the faith in either of these teams to score runs. And we talked about yesterday with Kikuchi and Norris on the hill, two top ten contact guys, and all we could get out of that game was five runs, even though both teams were both pitchers were allowing hits and runners on base. Just these those two teams are just so brutal offensively. So if you're playing and you want to play Kershaw and Jays, but yeah, honestly, I would just I would just kind of shy away. And I think what you have to do is try to get as many people from that Boston New York game again I mean there were 72 runs in their last three games between these two teams heading into last night and again just another slugfest another 15 runs I mean that's 87 runs in the last four games between these two teams it's crazy you gotta get you gotta get involved if you're going to get weird and you're gonna you're looking you know nope nope I'm doing a tournament arm I'm gonna find one it's I think it's Eduardo because the numbers against the Yankees have been very good so he is at home that's also where he's been better this year yeah so to me, that's like the only that's the only thing to do. But outside of that, man, I'm just I'm not a fan. I don't like Marco Gonzalez is nine three. Like it's crazy. This guy doesn't even strike anybody out. He's a contact pitcher. He's nine three. You can't know, get dude. there. There's no it's, way I can't get there either. Get there. I would but rather right. Erod too. You're right. Erod is is a sneaky maybe the sneaky play of the whole slate. The theme all weekend is definitely you know some of those cheaper offenses. Those and I and we talked about the Blake Snell injury affecting that Rays rotation and how much we like the Toronto bats this weekend. And I think that's just something to continuously keep an eye on. All right. As we move on to the slate too, uh, in the evening, you've got Garrett Cole and you got Mike Clevenger. And to me, it's as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to go with uh, Garrett Cole and it's the NL ballpark. I know they've been better. I get that. That's all fine. But to me, it's Garrett Cole. Are you on the Clevenger side of this one? Are you somebody that prefers uh, Garrett Cole tonight as well? I prefer Garrett Cole. He's definitely he has a higher ceiling. I mean, this is somebody who's averaging 27 giraffe king points per game. I mean, he's he's been lights out. It's double digit strikeouts every time this guy touches the ball. I mean, it's been three straight, four or five. I mean, what, you get nine a couple outings ago against the Angels who don't strike out. So it's Garrett Cole. I, I think in cash, I would lean Clevenger. I mean, you said yourself a little bit of money, $800, and maybe a little bit safer for the win, but. I do feel pretty strong about the Astros today too. So yeah, those are the top two guys that I that I'm willing to spend up for. And then it's and then it's really just all about trying to you know seek value and find value because Desclafani next at nine two and Lester at nine, uh, not a big fan well. And Lester on the road at nine two in, in Milwaukee? Milwaukee. I mean, no come on, forget thanks. no. That's no. what I mean. There's really nowhere else. I mean, if you want to screw around with you know Stephen Matz or somebody like that, uh, to me it's Desclafani. That's the only other guy to me that you can make a. Yeah. a good argument for and you know you look at Descalfani I think he's a good tournament arm too he's got three quality starts over his last four outings um I think he can beat the Rockies you know I think that's one of those things I mean Chichi Gonzalez if you can't beat Chichi Gonzalez then what's the world coming to but uh, especially the you know the Reds lost yesterday um that a little unexpectedly with Luis Castillo on the mound so to me I think Descalfani is that guy that I've got my eye on what about your boy Martin Perez I'm gonna throw him out there too because 
Yep. Uh, he's had like some it. good starts and some bad ones, but he's so damn cheap today. Uh, even as a secondary pitcher on the DK side, I can understand that just from kind of the same take we did yesterday with Michael Pineda that was effective. Like kind yeah. of the same price, kind of the same thing against the White Sox. Why not? That's exactly it. Yeah, against the White Sox, why not? You're right. I mean, the White Sox have a top four strikeout in baseball, strikeout right rather. Uh, Martin Perez is going to get the run support. It's exactly it. It's Pineda. I mean, Pineda is a little bit more consistent, but for Perez, he's had some good outings so far this season. I mean, 93 strikeouts and 105 innings doesn't seem like a whole lot, but you look at his game log and some teams he's played. Hey, Detroit earlier in the year, seven through five. Uh, he was good in that outing, and he's had some good outings against teams who strike out. So, yeah, I like that price point, actually. You know, looking through, 8-8, eight, eight, I'm a fan. I'm going to have yeah, some exposure. Know, the funny, the, the pause I have with the Clevenger thing, too, is not it's, it has nothing to do with Clevenger. It's just a matter of, uh, like, how, you know, how high is the ownership and stuff like that. But Glenn Sparkman, even though he has been the joke, kind of one of the joke guys of this podcast, of the show, if you listen to us, that he's, you know, he's had some moments where you go, oh, that was a pretty good game. And he actually handled Cleveland pretty well. The problem is the strikeout rate fluctuates greatly. So it's not like you want to start Glenn Sparkman. But I think it is one of those things where he could drop a real competitive game. And the next thing you know, kind of like Annabelle Sanchez last night, the chalk all of a sudden with Ryu kind of went and faded away and got blown off the board. And then I think the same thing is possible tonight with Clevenger. So where are we looking for offense tonight? You got any uh, ideas here, Chris, that pop up to you right away? Is it? Texas against Homer Bailey because I like Texas against Homer Bailey. Yeah, you you have to like Texas against. And Homer actually, Bailey. I'll tell you what, I like the whole game too. Yeah, I mean, Adrian I'm Samson, of it as well. You know, I'm sorry. Like one good start doesn't make you uh, interesting to me at all. So. No, not at all. He's really struggled to keep the ball in the park, even this with that game in Oakland. There's going to be some runs scored. That's that's def- a definite game. And I'm glad you brought up Sparkman because it proved your point about Perez against the White Sox. So Sparkman, you said he doesn't strike out a lot of guys, and he doesn't. 4K per nine. That's not high. Two outings to go against the White Sox. He had that complete nine. game shutout. Yeah. yeah. Nine. So, so there you go. And that's that's what you can expect for Perez against the White Sox. Maybe seven, eight, nine strikeouts. But yeah, for offense, I, I think, you know, Texas and Oakland for sure. And I like I mentioned yesterday, I really like Mark Canna. I think I love the fact that he's moved up the order. A couple hits yesterday, hitting cleanup. I'm a fan of his. I still think people should be taking shots on Chris Davis. I know you're listening. Oh, Chris Davis, I've been taking shots on him all. But if you were taking shots on Jose Ramirez and you were taking shots on Paul Goldschmidt, it's worked out. And I think there's going to be some runs in L.A. again. The Orioles, um, they were able to score some runs in the Angels again. Angels are just hurting right now for, for starting pitchers. They had that long game that that Griffin Canning had to had to pitch, so he got skipped in the rotation. I mean, they, they had Tropiano called up yesterday. He just got lit up, so I don't even know who is pitching for L.A. I don't even think they know who's pitching for L.A. tonight. So I think the sneaky offense, people will be looking at Oakland, but I think Texas and Baltimore are, are two sneaky teams that we can get behind. Yeah, I definitely agree. Let's give you some uh, lineup builders here. Uh, Anthony Santander's at 3-3. Again, we talked about him. He's red hot. Alex Dickerson is at... Yeah, another big day, boy. You know, I'll tell you, another strong performance for the On Deck podcast yesterday. People were loving us. (laughs) Alex Dickerson at 3-3-2. Another guy who's been very good hitting in the middle of that Giants order. He's taking on Cal Quantrill, but he's just 3-3 on uh, FanDuel. Uh, Also, when you're talking about that Texas lineup, I mean, Nomar Mazzara, 3-2. Odor swinging a hot bat, 3-3 for him. You know, we don't love Odor, but, you know, he does have these streaks in him where he goes off. Chris Davis is all the way down to three. I mean, at this point, you want to talk about taking shots. I'd rather take a shot there than with Chris Davis because the other guys you mentioned are still very good players. Of course, Chris Davis is is not. So, for me, a guy like Chris Davis at three, that's where I'm kind of going. And Matt Chapman 
Matt Chapman. Yeah, he's, he's dropped down too. Right I don't get that at all. I Just don't understand go. the Chapman price. And this is why. And this kind of goes back to the earlier thing about Garrett Cole. This is why I'm in on Garrett Cole tonight because I think I can take a bunch of those guys and get enough offense, especially because the Yankee game is in the afternoon. It frees me up because that Yankee Red Sox game is going to eat into a ton of budget tonight in the day. Oh, tonight in the day. That's funny. That's a nice oxymoron. But it's going to eat into a, a bunch of budgets for the day slate. But when you take that out of the equation, yeah, you still got Milwaukee and the Cubs. Yeah, you still got another couple games that have some high totals. But I think it's it's a no-brainer to me. I, I'm looking at this late. I'm telling you, guys like Descofani is in play. Martin Perez, those are your tournament arms. Garrett Cole, Mike Clevenger is going to be super chalky. I think I'd rather pay up for Cole. I think he's going to be less owned because of the salary, less owned because St. Louis has been good. Give me him in the NL Park with no DH, and then give me some of these cheaper bats, and I think yeah. that's the way and- I prefer to go. Absolutely. And just to continue with Oakland and and talk about Chapman and Davis, like this may be the start that these two need to get going. I mean, Chapman was fine. I think he missed a couple games with a foot injury. And then all of a sudden I noticed his price drop down on Fanduel. didn't make any sense. We know about the struggles with Davis, but for Samson, I mean, so far right-handed bats have 13 bombs. It's lashing 314, 360, 581, a 390 Woba. And if you just look more into some of the splits, I mean, the hard hit rate against righties is 49%. It's a 42% fly ball rate. So this is, this is a really good opportunity for some of these right-handed Oakland bats to, to get into a bit of a groove here. Now, I want to warn everybody, too. I am literally having my coffee as the show is going on today. Last oh. time I didn't have coffee and we did the show, we were brilliant. But Chris <laughs> is mad at me that I'm actually having coffee during the show. It, you're you're like messing glaring, up the vibe here, man. He's like, glaring at me because the last time I didn't, we didn't do coffee before the show, it was miraculous. It was better <laughs> than usual, and we're pretty darn good here on the program. All right, moving on to Sunday. There's no shortage of cash game arms on this slate. Two of them are going against each other. Walker Bueller and Strasburg. Then you got Nola. You got Robbie Ray. Uh, then later on in the afternoon, you got some other big names. But I'll tell you what, uh, looking at it, I can't believe I'm going to say this, oh but boy. Robbie Ray's been on a roll. I think from a price perspective, he's going to be the best priced guy. So I'm going to go that route. I really think that uh, I really think that, that can be the case. And I think the other guys will be expensive. Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, I'm all for that. Like, you know, certain guys need to be priced properly, but I think, Euler Strasburg is kind of a toss-up. You know, I think that's a toss-up. And looking at the rest of it, too, Aaron Nola has been great, but the Phillies have let him down a bunch. And that's my problem is, okay, well, where can I get the W? And I think I can get the W with Robbie Ray. Robbie five and two-thirds against the Marlins in Miami. I think that's going to be pretty good for me. Yeah, you're dead on. It's it's the same effect as with Zach Ranke. We just want, we, you know, we thought Granky was safe. I mean, everything was lined up for him to get the win. He was going to return value. He was going to be good. And and we can feel the same way about, about this start here in Miami against Trevor Richards. That Arizona should be able to score some runs. Peralta back in the lineup, going to get the run support. Looking for the win here on a, on a Sunday slate. So I agree with you. And there's more strikeout upside with Robbie Ray than there is Granky, to be honest. Like, Granky is, he's been a guy that's pitched a contact over the past couple of years. Robbie Ray is a strikeout rate. He's going to get 162 strikeouts, 123 innings. It's almost 12K yeah. per nine. I mean, that's, yeah, we know well, about that, the walks. Yeah. We I mean, that, it, but... that's the way to go. I, I, yeah. th- I think it's the way to go. And, you know, I'm not afraid of Kevin Gossman, but, and I'll tell you what, too, it's not a guy that I've really thought about a lot, even though that first start back has been good. It yeah. was very good. Um, really good and yeah. it could be good again against the Phillies. So, is he a tournament option for you because of the ownership, because of how good he was in that last start, and because of, well, what the Phillies have been all year? Yeah, tournament for sure, just because he's up against Nola. I He has to be below 9K, I'll say that. If he's anywhere 
up in the nine five. No thanks. Well, yeah, he's got to be eight something. Yeah, if he's even, if he's yeah. sitting there eight and he's sitting there seven, I, seven would be an automatic for me. Um, because for the most part, he's been really good against or with the Braves, even dating back to last year. I think he had maybe ten to twelve starts. Yeah, just and a terrible start year. to the year. April, yeah, he had May, a, a bad couple awful. blowups for sure. But he's had some pretty good outings for the most part. So I, I will go there in tournaments. Uh, maybe you go Sonny Gray. Maybe he's that tournament arm again. Is is somebody who's been really, really good this season. I mean, if we can get behind Descalfani, I think we should be able to get behind Sonny Gray. I mean, this is somebody who is having a, a career year. I mean, 10, a 10.4 double-digit striker rate. He enters with a 3.29 ERA. He keeps the ball on the ground exactly where you want. Lefties are hitting 193 against him so far this season. At home, he's got a 3.4 ERA. Opponents only hitting 230. So I think, you know, I have a little bit of interest in him as well. I think he can be a sneaky tournament arm against yeah, our boy Trevor. Peter Lambert. Yeah, oh, probably Peter, gonna get roughed Peter. up poor, in Cincinnati. Poor Peter Lambert. And look, you got Trevor Bauer out there as well. Yeah, I mean, there, I like Bauer. I said, there's no love shortage Bauer. of big names. I love Matthew Boyd actually against the Mariners. The Mariners are bad. Yeah, that's you a know, good one. The, finally, he's got himself a good. Yeah, I was gonna say opponent. not that the Tigers are any good, but I think I think this is finally the time where Matthew Boyd yes. comes back into our good graces. So I really like Boyd. And, you know, the guy that we have been rolling with, and we've picked every single one of his starts correctly, Dakota Hudson. We have been riding this train almost into the freaking cavern. Like, that, we, we've ridden this train so hard this year. I know. And we've been right. I'm fading him against the Astros. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I, I, look, if you still want to do it, and he's like, no, I, I believe in the train. That's fine. I'm, I, I support you. It's my fault that I made you believe so much because we've <laughs> yeah, been so is. successful with him. But yeah. I just think the Astros are too much. I think, you know, Agreed. I just Carlos Correa back in that lineup now, too. That, that's looking like an under game because it, it Wade Miley and Dakota Hudson. They're very similar pitchers. These guys is just ratio guys. Keep the ball on the ground. Don't get yeah. into too much trouble. So, yeah, it's a fade offensive wise. You also got Alex Wood back this weekend, too, it looks like, potentially on Sunday. So it might not be Sunny Gray. So keep an eye on that. Oh, yeah. Good uh, call. If it is Alex Wood. So that could uh, that could change things as well in that oh, game. Oh, if it's but- Alex Wood, I'm going to get some exposure to Colorado. <laughs> well, it hasn't pitched all year. I mean. And I'll tell you what, too. The other fade for me is, is Bumgarner, who I've been on a lot. But I think if you're looking at – I mean, he's got to be at a huge discount. Because I, I feel like he's going to be priced around the same as guys like Robbie Ray. And if he is, then it's a no-brainer to me. Um, I would If this was at home, I might feel differently. But on the road, I'm not feeling it against San Diego as much because I just feel like there's too many other big names on the board, the Bowers, the Buellers, the Strasburg, that are going to have too big of performances potentially that I think you're just going to be playing catch-up the whole time. So let's look for some offense. Again, back to Toronto. I think that's definitely the way to go. I think Arizona too, especially with David Peralta back in this lineup, I would be feel very good about them on Sunday also. Um, continuing on, look, I know Jason Vargas has been very good. I'm not going to make him a guy that I'm going to start in DFS. So I just can't do it. I, I don't know. I just can't trust I him. Know, and he's, you know, good. I want to go back to this twins game too. Cause you yeah. got Dylan Kobe and Kyle Gibson. Gibson's been terrible. So I am not taking the whole logic that we use with Perez and the whole logic that we use with Pineda and applying it to Gibson. But right. I will take pieces of this offense on both sides of this one on Sunday. Where else are you looking for for offense, uh, Chris? Obviously, with the Yankees Red Sox, luckily in the evening. So, once again, yeah. kind of frees up the salary a little bit. Yeah, it, yeah, it really does. Um, I, I'm looking at uh, looking at Oakland again. 
Iano is is somebody who's going to come out of the pen and just you know start as an opener for them. So I, I think Oakland's going to have a big weekend. Our boy Fires at home is somebody to, as well to to think about. He's been so good at home this season. Uh, Angels against Dylan Bundy. That's a that's a pretty good spot for them. You know, you mentioned Bumgarner. The Padres just hit lefties really well. And I'm saying, not saying to stack against Bumgarner, but I think that's a good call by you. The last time he faced the Padres, they lit him up. Like guys like Manny Machado and Tatis. They've just hit lefties. Hunter Renfro. These are these are guys that hit lefties really well. But Minnesota is they're the chalk of the weekend. But it's okay. It's the White Sox guys. I mean, Nova on Saturday, Covey on Sunday, Nelson Cruz. My goodness, like this guy is just in a big groove. He hit another home run last night. So I think he can get on board with some of these twins. Like Marwin Gonzalez is that guy. Cruz has four, five, six, seven, eight homers. In the past week, I mean, this guy is just—you don't—you can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. He may be a little bit chalky, but I think you get on board. But I noticed a couple of twins who have just dropped down in price a little bit, at least on Fanduel. Miguel Sano uh, today he's five one, but Jorge Polanco has dropped down. He's he's on a little bit of a cold spell. So those are those are a couple guys. Maybe you get some salary cap relief, cap relief from from the Twins, but they're going to score some runs. I'm looking there for offense. Looking at Oakland for offense. And I'll tell you what, if if it is Alex Wood. It's Colorado. I think we'll see some runs from the Rockies. All right. So, what are you looking at for betting lines? Because some tricky stuff, especially on Sunday with these uh, some of these pitchers going head to head. Okay. Well, let's let's go back over to Saturday. We'll we'll start there. I like the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw against Washington. Uh, again, I'm just going to continue to hammer the over in this Red Sox and Yankees series, guys. It's at eleven and a half for Saturday. I mean, we easily got there uh, yesterday. I think we'll get there again. Uh, Arizona on the weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. I like them in both spots. I think we'll see some runs in Milwaukee on Saturday with John Lester and Chase Anderson on the hill. I think you can take the over there. Again, hammer the Twins. They're only minus 182 favorites on Saturday. It's not, they should be like 200, 250. You can hammer them by two. Get some get some better value there for you. Uh, I think the Angels back, bounce back against the Orioles, but I feel stronger about the over. And then I like the over in, in Texas between Sampson and Bailey. Head over to Sunday. It's it's a lot of the similar teams. There's a bit of a trend here. Arizona, you know, again, against Miami, I think they're in a good spot. The Twins, I'm going to like. Some runs in Milwaukee and Chicago, again, with Quintana and Zach Davies on the hill. Uh, I think we can get on board with Cleveland for sure, with Trevor Bauer against Danny Duffy. Uh, the under, as I mentioned, St. Louis and Houston. Some runs again in LA and Baltimore and Texas and Oakland. So and that that'll that'll pretty much do it. That's a lot there. If anybody has any questions, I know a lot of people have been reaching out lately about some some picks. We had a guy had a guy yesterday reach out, successful five hundred dollar parlay. Well done. Yeah, Congrats. Buddy. That's well what we want to hear. That's so if, I know I just rolled through Saturday and Sunday. It could get a little bit confusing, but I'm available on the Twitter machine if you want to reach out to for some picks. But I think you you hammer some of these favorites in, in Minnesota. Uh, Arizona and really just attack the game stacks, the overs in Oakland, Texas and, and Boston and, and New York for sure. All right. It's time. It's time to call our shot right here on on deck. And I'm going to go into that Oakland game and I'm going to go with the big boy, Matt Olson to go yard yes. this weekend. And he's got multiple opportunities with some of the, well, lesser pitchers. Let's just say it that way that Texas is going to be thrown out there. So now that Lance Lynn's out of the way, Matt Olson's home free. So let's go for it. Give me Matt Olson to go yard. Who are you calling your shot with, Chris Binney? I feel like I talked up the Twins for half an hour here today, so I won't go with Nelson Cruz. Just saying, pretty much the whole whole show. Um, Can we get Martin Perez in there for a home run? I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Let's go with Eddie Rosario. Eddie Rosario seems like a good good bet. I mean, got the righty Nova on the hill on Saturday, and then the righty Covey on the hill on Sunday. So let's go with Eddie Rosario. 
All right, there you have it. You can follow us on Twitter at Chris Meany and at Joe Pizzapia17. And, of course, at LineStar app. Make sure you download the LineStar app. And I love it. I tweeted the link out yesterday. We got a ton of people already into it. Subscribe to the pre-snap, which is our NFL show, which is coming back next month, which really next month means next week for the most part. So we are getting yeah. really close to football. That also means go get your fantasy football black book 2019 over on Amazon. Get ready for the fantasy football season. Everything's been updated in the paperback. If you haven't gotten it yet, the cheat sheets have been updated. Everything's updated. And of course, the DFS chapter by our own Chris Meany. So that'll do it for us. Have a great weekend. Go out there and crush it as always. There's nothing left for us to do except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meaney.